From best of San Francisco DDTV, The Pink Chill, and DD LaFrag. Hey, I've only lived in San Francisco for 30-something years. What do I know about it? San. Liberals? <laughs> They're sadistic progressives. Francisco. This city is Junkies Incorporated. It's the Junkie Apocalypse. Damn. This ain't your phony soy boy San Francisco. This is the San Francisco Dam Zone. San Francisco Dam is a solo psychodramatic performance art storytelling podcasting platform. Now, when I met Gary Newman at the Fillmore, this was a little bit after Richard passed away. And I was scared because that was my first visit to the Fillmore since Richard died. I mean, we were best friends, best friends on earth for over 25 years. And the last time I had visited the Fillmore, which is the legendary music establishment that, you know, music hall, the Fillmore. Last time I went to the Fillmore before meeting Gary Newman, it was with Richard. And we met his friend, the rock star Ian Hunter from Mata Hoople, etc. Because Richard was a legendary laser light pioneer. He lived in England and he traveled the world doing laser lights for people, including the Who. So he has a lot of rock and roll friends. And I kept thinking, wow, Richard would just love this. It was really bittersweet for me. I, I was I was actually a little sad. Um, so as I walked near the end of the line on Geary Street, the Fillmore is on Geary Street at Fillmore. I got a few side eyes from the snow-tanned Numenoids because I wore my trademark pink chill drag, the pink beret. And I had on a carnival-colored lily Pulitzer silk wrap. It's like pink hat and this pink and light blue silk wrap. They're basically resort clothes. <laughs> and the, you know, the snow-tanned Numenoids were currently, they were wearing the, at the time, the shabby beige khaki desert chic of the Savage era. Gary Newman's album at that time was called Savage, and many of them were in black vintage t-shirts, wearing buttons, homemade, talacon, drag, and whatnot. But I'm a nonconformist. I wear what I want. That wasn't high school. This is sexist, womanist, bohemian excellence. It's the San Francisco Dam Zone with Didi LaFrac. Thank you for listening to San Francisco Dam with Didi LaFrac. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcast, Anchor App, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are found. San Francisco Dam Daily Truth Bombs. No Namby Pamby permission necessary. And it was so funny. And this one alabaster numenoid looked at me with pity. When I joined the conversation, they were talking, and I said I was going to ask Gary Newman for a hug. Gary doesn't do that. He's not going to hug you. And they looked at me with pity. I didn't take them seriously at all. I mean, I own my Wisconsin fangirl gushy thing. I didn't take them seriously at all when they told me Gary Newman wasn't going to hug me. And I stood at the end of the line because I wanted to be one of the last people to meet him so I could get my courage up to talk to him the way I wanted to talk to him. I wanted to see how he interacted. That was my first celebrity meet and greet like that 
Although I've met other celebrities with Richard one-on-one without a line. And he was on stage, you know, being, looking just like Gary Newman. He's, you know, he's got this dark hair. He's got these these kind of big liquidy blue eyes. And he had on this signature eyeliner, guy liner. And he's compact. He's maybe like 5'9", 5'10". And I noticed some women of color and some people with disabilities. And Gary Newman seemed to treat all of his fans the same. He gave them the big listening eyes. He was he has this big I mean the guy could be a silent film star. He gave them big grin, a hug or a handshake, and then he signed the poster and the paraphernalia. Because with the meet and greet, you Gary Newman would sign for you a poster and then you got um a tote bag and I and a um a laminated badge. And it was there it was, it was my time to meet Gary Newman. And at the Fillmore, you know, when, when I'm feeling it right now. When I got up there, I was really nervous. And, and I told him how his music really, how much his music meant to me. And I told him how it helped me to heal from widow's grief. And what I told him, I said, Richard was my Gemma, okay? R- Gary Newman has a wife who is his best friend. And she basically pulled him up. She was a woman who was his fan, like, as long as me. And he was going through, like, you know, a career stall. And she got up. She, like, whipped him into shape. She motivated him. She had him listen to music that inspired him. Gary Newman is what he is today because of his wife. So when I told Gary Newman that Richard was my Gemma and we locked eyes, he seemed to understand what I was saying. I was very touched. And then... I did ask Gary Newman for a hug, and before I, I asked him for the hug, I snitched on the Numanoids. I said, you know, you have some really intense fans. <laughs> you know, he smiled. He's not going to diss his fans. He's smart. I said, you have some really intense fans, and they told me that you don't give hugs. And he looked at me and says, who told you that? <laughs> he was surprised. <laughs> who told you that? Who told you that I don't hug? And he gave me a hug. And while this was going on, his um, tour manager, who is also a guy in a band, his name is Dave Dupuis, Dave Dupuis, <laughs> um, he's taking all the pictures. So I'd given him my iPhone, and Dave is taking the pictures. He was very nice, curly-haired, good-looking guy, nice body. Him and Gary Newman are slim and trim. So he um, was taking the pictures. I was completely nervous and, you know, I like hugs because that's a good exchange of energy. And then I got my hug. The photos were taken, and so I had to decompress. And so I left the stage. That happened right on the stage. And I'm decompressing, and I had a nice chat with a gay male couple who are celebrity followers. And they told me about the meet and greet lifestyle. They showed me all these photos of celebrities that they met. They fly out to Vegas. They would fly out to New York. They'd fly out everywhere. And and I looked at those photos. I was hooked. I said, that's what I'm going to do. And I later did. I became a Newmanoid. I closed down two North American tours of Gary Newman, one in Salt Lake City. Yes, honey. That was fantabulous. And the other in Hollywood, down at the Fonda. That was, oh my gosh. I'll be talking about that on future podcasts. And after we got our paraphernalia signed, all of us uh, fans, it's maybe a group of 20 people, he did a sound check. So he's 
plan all the songs, short versions of the songs that are going to be played during the concert, which is fantabulous. And what I did is, because I live kind of sort of near the Fillmore, I didn't want to wait until the concert, so I, I left, I came back, because I had the, um, the laminated pass, I got to bypass the line. The concert was excellent. I sang my throat raw. I danced myself into dampness. And it was really good to hear Gary Newman use the influence of artists who'd been influenced by him. There's a couple songs that sound so much like Nine Inch Nails. We're allergic to free-range, hyper-allergic control freaks. It's the San Francisco Dam Zone with Didi LaFrac. That's today's episode of the San Francisco Dam Podcast with sexist womanist bohemian Didi LaFrac. Remember to join us tomorrow for another episode. This podcast is brought to you by our sponsors. Head over to SanFranciscoDam.com for more sponsorship information. Thank you for subscribing and listening.